Lord, we receive from you tonight. We thank you. We praise you. We give you all of the glory and the honor and the praise. Oh, Lord, we give you all of the glory and the honor and the praise. It is yours tonight. Thank you, Father. Oh, Lord, have your way in here. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place tonight. We welcome you in this place tonight. Father, let your presence manifest in here to the fullest that it can in Jesus' name. The fullest that it can in the name of Jesus. Lord, we receive you tonight. We will not have it any other way. Thank you, Father. We will not have it any other way. Lord, your blood paid for the freedom of the Spirit to be in here tonight. Your blood paid for it. And we take it. We have it now. We receive it now in Jesus' name. We receive it now in Jesus' name. We receive it now in Jesus' name. We receive the fullness of it now in the name of Jesus. Lord, let nothing be held back. Let nothing be held back. Thank you, Lord. We have some things to jump into. Lord, tonight we have things to jump into. We have places to go, things to do, things to receive, things, tools, tools, gifts that need to be received and activated tonight. Lord, we receive it. We receive it by faith already. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We worship you tonight. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you for your freedom. Thank you for your freedom, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we just receive from you. I see it right now. There may be things that we don't even know that we need. But Lord, we just extend our hands of faith right now. We just extend and receive from you. Lord, whatever it is that we need. You know every detail. You know every situation that we're dealing with and even things upcoming. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let your supply flow starting right now. Let there be a full supply. A full supply. Lord, let every need be met. Let every, let every attack fall to nothing. Now, in Jesus' name, every fiery dart be quenched and every, everything that we need Fully supplied from the storehouses of heaven. Let them, let them fill us now. Let them roll out the doors of heaven. And Father, let them come quickly into your people, into your house. Father, let that continuous roll of your blessings, 
Let that continuous roll. I just keep seeing that word roll. I just let your continuous roll. It's not choppy. It's ongoing. It's everlasting. It doesn't stop. Lord, let your continuous roll of blessings flood our lives. Flood us in Jesus' name. Lord, kickstart us in this year to that next gear in Jesus' name. Kickstart us in the name of Jesus. Kick it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, it's time to go to the higher level. It's time to go to the next place. That old place, even though great, it's not enough anymore. It's fresh daily bread today. Glory to glory in Jesus' name. Father, we move into it. We won't set it to the side and shirk our responsibility, but we move into it now in Jesus' name. The holiness, the walk of holiness in your righteousness, walking out in your anointing, our hands anointed by God to carry this glory into a dark and deep, deeply dark world in Jesus' name. Lord, it's time to go. It's time to move. It's time to stop playing games and stop making excuses. Father, we accept that responsibility. We will not set it aside again. We thank you for it and we praise you in Jesus' name. In the name above every name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Just receive right now. Just receive right now. You don't have to wait till the end of the service. Receive right now. Here right now. Yep, I see him laying out plans, showing you wisdom, heavenly wisdom right now on how to do things, how to handle certain situations, what to do with it. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Heavenly wisdom. Heavenly wisdom. How to go forward, what to do, what it looks like in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Heavenly wisdom. Yeah, you, you'll know what to do. Just like in Acts where it said, you'll have the words that you need right when you need them. The Lord will provide those words. He'll provide that wisdom as you step towards as you step towards your destiny, as you step towards that responsibility and mandate, you will have the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. You'll know what to do. It'll come right out of your spirit. You'll know what to do. 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 It won't be an unknown that haunts you. It won't be an unknown that that haunts you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Increase wisdom and guidance in Jesus' name. Wisdom. Wisdom. Supernatural enlightenment and wisdom be in Jesus' name. Enlightenment, Lord. Revelation from heaven. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I know I'm walking past the front row. But let this be a symbolization of every person in here. 
whether you're on the front row or not, just receive that supernatural wisdom for yourself right now in Jesus' name. Supernatural wisdom. Supernatural. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Supernatural wisdom. And favor, favor, favor in Jesus' name. Yeah, clear out the cobwebs. Let it be so clear. No fogginess, but direct connection to the supernatural wisdom of God from this day forward in the name of Jesus. Now, I'm telling you, you got a right to believe for it and receive it in Jesus' name. Even more clarity than's ever been before. More clarity, more clarity, more clarity. There's been There's things that you've been putting down leading up to this point. And God's shown you a way of how to put down more and more and more flesh. And uh, more and more and more. I know you had to put down a lot of flesh with Corey when y'all first got married. Amen. I'm making light of it. But I know there's been things. The Lord's prepared you. He showed you how to put down that stuff when it comes up. And now moving into this stage, there's going to be more clarity than ever. You're going to see it so clearly. And you'll put down some of that fleshly stuff so quick. Everybody has to deal with certain things that come up. But you'll put it down so so quick and have a supernatural clarity because of it. Make that a priority of putting down anything that would... That would cloudy up the vision in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you receive that, just shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, it's thick up here already. I just want to turn this over to Brother Tracy about as fast as I can turn it over. And uh, I'm just, we're excited about tonight, Brother Tracy. Thank you for being a spiritual dad to us, a spiritual father to us. Lord, thank you for giving us this man, his gift, his gifting, his offices. Lord, thank you for his love and his purity, his walk with you, that anointing. Lord, we receive it tonight in fullness by you. And through you, Lord, we receive you through him. In Jesus' name, if you agree with that, shout amen. Amen. (laughs) Woo! Glory to God! How is everybody tonight? My God, what a week it's been. And I'm very excited about tonight. King Jesus is in the house in Jesus' name. Amen. I asked last night about this, and I saw by the Spirit of God when I was praying in the room that this is something we're going to want to do here. And so, uh, who's been touched by God this week? And in particular, hey, man, you snuck in on me. Glory to God. Roads do come up here from South Carolina. They just keep on coming. Hallelujah. They come from other places too, don't they, Brother Court? Glory to God. Anyhow. Uh, you've been supernaturally, 
I know you've been blessed and touched and things are happening and thank God for all of that. But we've had some astounding testimonies that you've already heard of creative miracles that have happened in people's bodies all week long. What a thrilling thing. Uh, but some of you hadn't, we haven't heard from. And uh, I'm hoping that when I said we're going to have some testimonies tomorrow night, it didn't keep the folk from coming that have been here every night. Glory to God. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't know because, you know, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. All right, now we were all excited. People were screaming. Ain't nobody going to, Greg going to hold my body down and all that. I don't know if it's my coat or something that's making you subdued. You want me to, I'll dial it down, turn the batteries off or something on my coat. Everybody good? All right. Okay. So, you know, glory be to God. That woman that was dramatically healed came fearing and trembling, fell down before him and told him all the truth. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about what the Spirit of God said to do, and he said to do it. So you've been touched in your body. Literally, you had physical symptoms. You know, but the Spirit of God touched you this week. It's obvious you are healed. Let me see your hand real quick. Glory be to God. Glory, look at this, all over the place. Hallelujah. Let's just get a few of these. Praise God. Come here, sister. Hallelujah. Talk to me about this. What was going on in your body? Stand on this side, please. What was going on in your body? Yeah. My lower back ever since the birth of my daughter. And I, it was just kind of a thing the doctor said he couldn't stretch and I hadn't really believed for it to go away. But when you said last night to be healed, I have not had pain since. And Glory I, to I've, God. I've been able to move, work. I work in the high schools, so it's a very active Ooh. job. And um, something I feel is noteworthy, I, it's not physical, but I had, had been battling with addiction for about nine years. And I've been sober since the first night of Kickstarter. <laughs> this, this <laughs> Talk about kickstart. She got kickstarted. I've never, I've never had this clarity. I've never had this um, revelation of who Jesus is, and it's changed my life. You were at the altar. Hands were laid on you. The power of God came on you. All of that left your body, right? Right. Physical, mental, everything. And physically healed last right. night. Right, last night physically, yes. Glory to yes. God. Glory to yes. God. Now, now what, what, is, what is your name? Sydney. Sydney, yes. praise God. And you're from, out, where are you from? Out, I'm from Alabama. Yeah, well, understand, this area, glory be to God. Yeah. And uh, so how long had you been battling with this addiction? Since I was 17 years old, I'm 26. What the glory be to God? Yeah. Yep. Free, free, glory free. be to God, free. Never the same, never no. the same again. Oh, glory to God. I'm never going to be the same again. When you said that, I heard two words. Are you ready? Yeah. Stay free. <laughs> Woo! How? Oh, glory to God. There's a locomotive coming at you. Glory to God. Uh, let me hear another testimony here. <laughs> Young lady, you raise your hand, right? But you're taking pictures. Maybe I'm about to get you next because you might wind up stuck to the floor like her. Hallelujah. Let me see those hands around the room here. Glory to God. We heard your testimony, sweet lady. What's is things continuing to happen throughout the week? Oh, well, then why don't you come on up here and talk to us about it? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I know it's strong, isn't it? 
My, thank God for the presence of Almighty God. I tell you what, I'm just going to use this one right for right now. Stand on this side of me. All of them, stand them on my right side, if you would. Hallelujah. Now, once again, I know it, but for the people's sake that don't know, what is your name? Patty Jean. Praise God, Patty Jean. We met, and you talked to me about a background of really going to a church that's famous for believing nothing. Is that right? That's true. Yeah. Yes. In fact, the reason I say that is because the church she grew up in, the entire denomination believes miracles have passed away. So pretty much, <laughs> you know, and of course God is so sovereign, he can do anything if he wills, but it seems like he never will because you never saw any miracles there, right? No, no. They think I'm nuts. None of them will even talk to me anymore. Yeah, well, you might be a nut, but so am I, and we're screwed onto the right bolt. Glory be to God. So I'm glad, Patty Jean, that the winds of God have been in this meeting. Not, uh, no. Uh, don't start what now? Well, I understand that. You know, that's the hand of the Lord. I love it. Don't you love it? Now, see, we're, we're probably videoing some of this, and I had the microphone. I've been working on this. She was like, she said, don't start blowing on me because I probably won't be able to talk. <laughs> well, really, you know, I'm not the one blowing on you, but there you go. You know what? You know what? He might use my breath, but glory to God, we'll, we'll see how all that rolls. Hallelujah. 1985, you had a motorcycle accident. Now, that was the first testimony we heard of how there's hardware in your body and how 1995, they should have taken that out and said good for about 10 years. Now it's 2022, and it's been in your body all this time, misalignment, pain, walking around with pain. Um, power God came on you. You rolled out. Wow, you hit the floor. Pop! Oh, it hurt, right? Ah! You said, did you hear me scream? That's what you came up to me. And all of a sudden from your spine, now, it just went straight, just like somebody snapped a string and everything lined up down your leg. All the pain left. You got a glory be to God, able to get up and down off the floor by yourself now. To the glory of God. Am I telling the truth? Oh, yes. Last night I picked myself up off the ground. I mean, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Now, talk to us about, I just sense I'm supposed to ask you this. Talk to us about what has been happening to you, not only the physical healing. And, of course, it may be continuing in your body because I've seen this sitting on your body for days. That, that anointing that came to heal your body. We need to run you through a metal detector. But anyway, <laughs> that anointing that came on your body has also come to make you whole. There's miracles of wholeness in the room. Glory be to God. And the same power that heals bodies takes care of other issues. Now, throughout this week, is there something you need to say that Jesus has done for you also? Like that provision I talked about last night. You know, the prosperity anointing, the healing anointing are the same anointing. And healing is a provision to your body. But there's some things you need to, or is there something you need to say about what God's done through the balance of the week for you? Um, yeah, just when I don't see well. Right. Okay. okay, thank you. Well, do you have to see it to talk into it? No, but you know what I mean. It's like, I don't mean to be like that, but it's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm shaking so bad. I'm sorry. He, you know, she always misbehaves. But anyways, um, there's so many things, like last night, you know, I've, I've had a few heart attacks, and I've got quite a few shunts inside of me, and last night something happened to my heart, because I think I fell out three or four times, and the first time I fell out, it's like my breathing was really bad, and then the second time, I go, oh my goodness, you know, and then the third time, it's like, I thought I was having a heart attack, because, I mean, I know what they feel like, and, um, you know, I told you guys, I was just praying for you, you know, 
because I was so hot, you know, like trying to rip my heart out. And, um, uh, I mean, I, I know my heart is healed. So I sat in this chair up here, and, oh, my gosh, then all of a sudden, the wind. I mean, it, I'm not saying it was the air conditioner. I'm saying the wind was ripping around me, and I was freezing. And I said, oh, my gosh, the angels are here. They have come. <laughs> You know, I, I thought I was leaving. I did. I really oh. thought, I thought, thank you, thank you. I'm ready, you know. But then, but wait, but I got to tell you, I got to tell you, so I think I've been drunk since Tuesday morning. Hey, hey, may I say something to you? You've been on a bender. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know, because I had a severe drug and alcohol problem at one time. I mean, yeah, and I, I thought, what is, I mean, I'm shaking up here, but I got to tell you, I got to tell you what happened. So today, I tried to, well, there's two things. Okay, first of all, tomorrow is the anniversary of my husband's death. He'll be gone for a year. So people don't know that my husband is dead, and so is my child. So my family is gone, but Boomerang is my new family. I have never felt love like I feel from Pastor Nicole and Pastor Brian. Even in Pastor Nicole's voice, when she leaves me little treats, um, Oh, my gosh. You know, it's like that little girl inside of me is just sucking it up, you know? And uh, so look at me. I mean, tomorrow should be a sad day in most people's life. You know what I mean? I, I'm praising Jesus. I mean, it's like, thank you. Thank you. You know? I mean, I, I, I never thought I... Okay, okay. So so I tried to take a nap this afternoon because I'm exhausted, okay? So I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go lay in the recliner, Jesus. Just look, two hours. I, I set my alarm. That's just give me a little bit. Well, he wouldn't let me sleep. He would not let me sleep. And I said, oh, this is ridiculous, you know. And um, it just started coming to me and coming to me. And, I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't know if you're going to understand this, but it's like he just, uh, my, my husband is very much into Gideons, you know, and it's like I don't know if I agree with them always. But you know what? They have a good heart. They mean well. So um, I said, you know what I need to do? I said, I need to, I need to have, I need to call all these different churches that think I'm nuts, anyways. But they loved my husband. See, they always, I sat out in the parking lot. He was in the church. But anyways, um, they loved my husband. And so I said, I've got to plant seeds to take a love offering to buy Bibles that can go all around the world, right? Because our job is to get to God. Just let people know. Let people know. So of course, two hours. I wrote this big old thing. I contacted all these people. They're all, oh yeah, we're on board. Where do we send our donations? You know, and I'm like, oh, praise God. So then tonight, wait a minute, it's going to end in one minute. Um, so then tonight, when I get that's going to be a short sermon if I'm going to end in one minute. Oh, you're talking about you? No, 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 no. I, I get so excited talking about them. I go up to people in Walmart. I go to Lisa's nail shop, and I don't care. I'm just telling everybody it happened. Last night I was late because I was talking to somebody. But um, So let me tell you, I'm, this is going to be it. Um, so I was getting dressed tonight, and Lisa comes in because she drives me because I can't see in the dark. And uh, Lisa comes in to get me. I'm sitting there boo-hooing. She goes, what? And she's looking at me like, oh, no, the girl's had a breakdown, you know. I said, no. I said, you know what? I said, I don't know. I'm trying to get dressed. I'm trying so hard to get dressed. I said, but you know what? I said, and I had to say, what is it? What's going on? You know that excitement that you feel on your wedding day when you're getting dressed to go meet your groom? I waited a long time for my husband. I was with him for 36 years, but we were only married for 20 
it was more exciting than getting dressed for him that day as I got dressed to come tonight. I, I just... Mm, mm -mm. So you know what? There's more life. When you think your life's come to an end and you've lost it, I've lost my child, I've lost my husband, but oh my gosh. I am so, so blessed and so thankful for the unconditional love. First thing I said to Pastor Brian the day I met him was, oh, I knew there was more to it. It's like I've been looking to get out of the box, you know, and it's like, you know, the B word, Baptist. No. They kind of keep you in that box. Well, you know, there's more Baptists in North Carolina than there are people. I believe it because a lot of them are still sitting in the pew, even though they've been gone for years. <laughs> but um, <laughs> now we're not beating up on them. I love them. Okay. No, hey, yeah, my best. I still love my friends. Well, would you be born again without them? Oh no, 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 no. I'd be no. no. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, the rapture would come in six months if we get all the Baptists filled with the Holy Ghost. They'd win the war. Yeah. I, I just. I'm right. We got a lot. We got a lot to know about winning souls from from that wonderful part of the body of Christ. Amen. I didn't hear a word you said. I'm That's sorry. Okay. You don't need to be. Now. You're learning, and there's so much more for you. Pagina, I want to say something to you by the Spirit of God. Two things: one, your husband, your family members, child. They're not lost. We know exactly where they are. And they're not in your past. They're in your future. And that's why for the first time you're really excited because you are going there too and you know it. And because this bridegroom of yours is coming to get you, but till then you've got some work to do. And he's already done much creative miracles this week of many things. He delivered you from grief, obviously. He has completely realigned and physically created miracle in your physical body. But our God doesn't stop halfway. He doesn't do anything halfway. And you know what? Glory be to God. Our God's a specialist at opening the eyes of the blind. So have your sight for the rest of your life. How many of you believe that God will finish everything he started in her body tonight? How many of you believe when she gets up, there's no more not seeing at nighttime? I said, there's no more not seeing at nighttime. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. I said, oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Jesus, glorify yourself in our midst. Lord, glorify your son in the house. Amen. Let me see some hands here. I, I said, yeah, 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 glory to God. Come here, young man. He was healed last night. Last night or what night? Wednesday. Well, he said Wednesday. He let me know real quick. Wednesday. Yeah, turn around here, sir. What is your name, young man? Andrew. Andrew, what was going on with you? I was battling um, depression. and Yeah, that's all depression. And how do you know you were healed? Because I felt the blood of Jesus in me. Yeah. Well, that thing, that heavy thing, it's a spirit. It's not even a thought process or whatever. Now, we don't have to feel a thing to be delivered. But that anointing came on you, didn't it? Yes. 
So would you say a stronger spirit came on you and you through you than what was trying to sit upon you? Yes. And so you knew when that heavy thing, that demon spirit of depression, it left. You felt it, didn't you? Yes. It lifted. So when hands were laid on you, the power of God hit you, it went. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what else? You were stuck to the floor, I think, on your face for a long time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. This is quite a testimony, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. Whom the Son makes free. Free indeed. Forever. Never come back on him, you foul spirit. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I just had this conversation today with Pastor uh, telling him something the Lord said to me within the last month or so. And there's another strong ministry gift that I believe uh, hears from God very accurately. And when he said it to me, I said something. He said, yes, the Lord showed me exactly that. He showed us an attack coming, especially against our young people across America. And within the last month, the Lord spoke to me about it. And he said, a particular attack in the arena of suicide. And he said, resist that demon. It's a demon. He said, resist that thing. Glory be to God. And we resist that foul spirit of depression. And we command it to leave this room. And any and everybody that in any way has been assaulted by those foul things in Jesus' name. Oh, glory be to God. Now, see some more hands. Who, who was healed? Who was healed? Glory, you were healed? Come here, hon. Glory to God. Come right over here with me. Praise the Lord. Stand right here. Oh, my God. I know it's strong up here, isn't it? She just walked into the glory. She came around the corner, and I saw it. That's, that's, that's uh, you know, they call it Peter's shadow, but it really wasn't Peter's shadow. It was the anointing on Peter, and it, that same anointing is here. Jesus was walking with him, and he's in this room. Woo, look at her. Glory to God. <laughs> Don't you love it? Thank you, Jesus. What happened to you? Um, about five years ago, I had been searching for the supernatural with worldly things. And um, I experienced a really, really bad trip, um, for lack of better words. Um, and I, so, for uh, five okay. For my benefit, now I'm not trying to, obviously you're up here giving the testimony, giving the glory to Jesus. <laughs> So when you say a really bad trip, are you talking about uh, you, you went somewhere and you didn't leave the house? Is that what you're talking about? And I mean, talking about like chemical type trip? And for five years, I had a grippling demonic fear of death. And Wednesday night, the Lord took it away. I thought I was going to die that night. And like ever since then, every day, it would come up and come up and come up. And it's gone. I think Jesus deserves more than a patty cake on that deal. And we're going to talk about a couple of things in a minute. And you'll understand why and what this night is about. But, but you need to know, remember the Lord said, this will be known as a decade of deliverance. Now, the scripture says that fear, and especially fear of death, will hold a person in bondage their entire life. Their whole life. Fear of death is the root fear of all fear. And God hadn't given it to us. And there's a power God has given that will break its back. And I'm telling you, perfect love came on her, and it came in the anointing of the power of God to set her free. 
And that thing left and it hadn't returned and it will never return. This young woman is free. There'll be no death in her, but there will be absolute life in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Woo! My God, my God, my God. My God, my God. There's somebody else back here. There's several folks. Healed, delivered. What happened here? Yeah, come on up here. Talk to me about it. Yes, I do know, sir. Yeah, I saw that. Something supernatural happened to you night before last. And then last night, it prepared you. Come, come here. Talk to the folks about what, what the Lord did here. What's your name? CJ. Yeah, well, I remember that, but I'm just saying it for the camera and for anybody watching. You know, you see the world from here, you know. There's folks. You're about to give a testimony. The people watching it may absolutely just go right through there and set somebody free of what you've walked through. Because remember, testimony is of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That means right now, because he's no respected person, you're prophesying to folk of what they'll do for him, what he'll do for them. Praise the Lord. What happened, CJ? Uh, well, I believe it was Wednesday night when I come up and got prayed for. Just a little back history. I've, I've been dealing with, like, depression and just mentally just, it's a, it's everyday struggle. It was an everyday struggle. But Wednesday when I come up, I, I was delivered from it. And everything that you said to me, I told you last night when I talked to you, and thank you. I heard it twice. I want you to tell this, but for the benefit of people that weren't here, because there are a lot of people that will see this that were not here. Y'all remember when the anointing came on him, and all of a sudden he just broke and he grabbed me? Y'all remember that? That's what he's talking about. And I was saying some things to him. Now, this is what he's referring to, and for anybody that wasn't, that, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we probably have the footage of all of that and so forth. The point I'm trying to make is there was an embrace that happened, and it wasn't, yes, it was us, but it wasn't just us. Glory be to God. And that's what he's talking about here, right, CJ? Yes, sir. Every, everything that you, like I said, that you said, it was said twice. I heard you saying it, but in my mind, God was saying it as you were saying it to me. Didn't you tell me that it's just like I said it and then Jesus said it? I said it and then Jesus. He was standing right there with us in the middle of that, right? Is that what you were saying? Yes, sir. And then when I hugged you, you know, it was a vision in my mind was I was hugging Jesus. And it just, it just, it broke me. I, I thank you. And you're never going to deal with this demon again. No, sir. I mean, I told him the next day when I saw him and he told me that his countenance, I'm talking about his whole countenance, just gone, it's different. So somebody took a veil and went, Whoo, glory be to God. Congratulations, young man, you're free. And you're going to stay free in the name of Jesus. Do y'all believe that? Thanks, CJ, for that testimony. What a powerful word from God, amen? Glory be to God. What a powerful word. My, my, my. I remembered his name being CJ because I said, oh, CJ, citation jet. I can remember that. Glory to God. Isn't that right, CJ? Didn't we do? Praise God. God is a good God. Uh, somebody over here had their hand up. Who was that? Were you somebody healed over here we hadn't talked to yet? Yes, no. I saw hands up all over the room. Yeah, you? Come on. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now, you better get up here because, you know, this may or may not be the. Come on, get on the side of them if you don't mind. Praise the Lord. Uh, what, now, what went on? What, what up? Uh, just the other night when you prayed for me and I uh, fell out. Oh, yeah. You, you were. You, yeah, I remember. Yeah. So I, I felt like when I was 
uh, on the ground that, you know, God was speaking to me, the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, I've been trying to do something on my own, and I, I think that, you know, God showed me, you know, because you had talked about Mary and Joseph, and um, that, uh, you know, if God had come to Joseph and told him, you're going to have, the, the Messiah is going to be your son, but not told him that he had already supernaturally put it in Mary's womb, that then he would have tried doing it on his own. And now my, I want to I want to use your testimony for a teaching moment here. There was a supernatural point the Lord was making about that incident, and if you were here in the teaching, you remember that point. And of course, it was the fact that Mary was expectant with a supernatural act of the Holy Ghost. Joseph was going to put her away privately, right? And the Holy Ghost revealed to him it was of God. And when he did, all the fear left. He said, fear not to take Mary to you for your wife. And if you, if you know something's the will of God and you know the Holy Ghost birthed it, then you no longer, you get fully persuaded to take it to yourself because you're sure God did it. Now, that was the point. But here's the point I want to make. The Holy Ghost is the seeing spirit. He's the spirit of revelation. And so now God took that moment and took him in a situation where he's trying to do a supernatural thing in his life that only the anointing could do, trying to do it on his own, and had Joseph, what he's saying here, if I understood him right, and, and he, can, he can correct me if I'm wrong about what you're saying, but you're saying had Joseph known that prior, God visited Mary, but not Joseph till after, but had he known it prior, he'd have gone about knowing he's going to get married, trying to do it in the natural. That's what you're saying, and the Lord showed you that, right? And something supernatural took place while you were stuck to the floor. Yeah, yes, sir. So what else do you need to say about that? Um, well, I mean, I talked to Pastor Brian, actually, uh, not too long before that. Uh, um, you know, I'm a pilot, and I've been flying a lot. And I feel like that, you know, God has a calling for me to specifically help Pastor Brian, you know, get places where he's going. And that's what I've been doing whenever it's been right. And, um, you know, I've been a flight instructor, and you have to be get 1,500 hours before you can get, you could fly for an airline. And, um, you know, so at times I've gotten in my, my mind thinking, well, I could do that, and then I can do this, and then I'll make more money, and then I could make it happen, you know? And um, I'm just like, and I, whenever I first started, I ch shared a, a vision that I had with Pastor Brian of people climbing on top of each other and dying and then more people climbing on top of them and getting to the top and then they die and then more people, you know, and that's sort of how flying is like with the airlines because you try and you, you work hard and you build up, you know, you just keep getting higher and then eventually you get to the end and then you're done and there's nothing left. And, um, you know, I just told him, I said, I, I, I was coming home from working one day and I just had a vision of me putting all of my stuff down because if it was not God, then I didn't want to do it. And I, I said, I'd rather do it with you than without you. And, you know, I, I scheduled my time to go to um, lead, which is the first time that I've gone to it. And, um, you know, I got a lot out of that and, uh, you know, scheduled my time to come to this, which I usually do anyways. But, you know, in the past, I, I work a regular job, and then I go and fly 
four hours every afternoon to try and, you know, get to that time. But, like, it's just, that's a, that's a limit that the world has set on it. And, um, you know, just been trying to do it on my own. And I'm just, I'm done doing that. And I'm just ready. I'm just, whenever it's the right time, it'll happen. Well, it's the right time. Now, I understand worldly limits, but my question is, is a healing an interruption of natural processes? Is a, okay, so, so God redeems time, does he not? Now, how many hours do you have right now? Uh, about a thousand. Oh, that five, next 500 is going to be the easiest thing you've ever done. <laughs> it's on the way. Woo, glory be to God. It's going to be the easiest thing he's ever done. Now, you're called to fly the anointing. And you're seeing this thing clearly because if you try to get the world to pay for God's agenda, they never have and never will. The world had no room for him in the end. So you need to know that if you become an airline pilot, the world's going to be the one to be able to tell you when you can and cannot obey God. You cannot ask the world for permission to fulfill your destiny. They're not the source. Now, I've got something for you, and I see you doing it this way, so I want you to come stand in front of me right here because, as you know, I'm a pilot. And I really believe for the first time ever you're in a position of faith to receive not just the ability, the natural talent, but the anointing to fly. Miracle power. And that's what the Lord was working out of you there. Amen. Now, you, you're going to have ears to hear tonight some of the things when I start ministering the Word. You're going to have ears to hear some things. But you need to understand, and I'll say it also when I get over here and break open the Word here in just about two seconds. But there's going to be not only miracles of harvest. Harvests are coming. They're going to be miraculous harvests. But we're not only going to have miracles of harvest. You're going to harvest this thing. You're going to harvest these 500 hours. We're going to get this done in a much faster pace than the world would on their schedule. Okay? You just keep doing what you know to do. And when you do what you know to do, it'll release God to do what only God can do. But you've got to be doing what you know to do, not trying to do it, but doing it by faith. Your corresponding action, those four hours flying every day or whenever, however much you do, Make that a faith corresponding action. Getting that, getting that airplane that you're building time in, just like you're flying a commercial airline or whatever else, or flying that next jet, right? Well, I'm going to lay my hands on you, and the power of God's going to come on you to accelerate this thing. It's gonna, there's going to be an unusual an acceleration. Let me just tell you why God did what he did. On the level we're flying now, we're flying not the fastest, but one of the fastest civilian aircraft made. I mean, it's... It's a Mach point eight five airplane. This thing coming over here, we had an eighty knot tailwind, and we were flying over six hundred miles an hour. I mean, we were picking them up and putting them down. And so, but there's a lot of people live and die in aviation and never even sniff that. You, you know, you know. Now these people, they don't really know, but you know that, right? So, but what I'm going to say to you is, there's an acceleration. 
the thing about the reason I'm using that airplane and saying all that has nothing to do with people go, oh, ooh, wow, that, that's not why I told it. I told it because when I took my private uh, check ride, I was in a 172. Now, y'all don't know what this is, so give me a second with him for about 30 seconds. I took that, yeah, that's, that's good, and then we can put him up in a minute. I, I knew that. I was about to tell you to do that because I, you didn't know I was going to go into all this, but the Holy Ghost did. And here's the thing. I didn't know it. It's a four-cylinder engine, right? And two of them, or six, I guess six maybe, I don't know. But anyway, two of them weren't working. <laughs> okay, but I didn't know that. I mean, I, I, it's not a plane that I had flown in. I did all my other training. So I'm, and, and, and I had a guy that's an older examiner, and when I pushed the throttles for it, not knowing that two of those cylinders weren't even putting out power. I mean, I still remember being on that check ride, and we had a big, strong headwind. I'm doing my maneuvers, and I'm looking down, and the cars are passing me. And so, so when I took off, I went, whew, I mean, I gave her the power. And she went, started off. And the examiner looked at me, and he got me to laugh. And I guess he was trying to make me less nervous. He said, really throws your head back in the seat, don't it? Point is, it was like a lawnmower with wings. And you're not going to do a lot of damage if it's not pointed the right directions because you've got some time to correct it. This airplane I'm in now, buddy, before you put the power to it, you better make sure it's pointed the right direction. Or you're going to wind up in the trees of the FBO. If you're not pointed down the runway, you've got trouble. <laughs> it's going. One, the moment you touch her, she's gone. Now, God had to put you on the floor and talk to you about getting this in order before he could accelerate this thing. Because it would have shot into the trees or shot into the FBO. It wouldn't have shot into your destiny. So the more important thing than the 500 hours is that anointing that came on me. Money came by that. And it's going to set things, everything in order in your life. From relationships that are intimately close to you, whether it's wife, children, the future, whatever, there's going to be a supernatural harmony and agreement that comes by the Holy Ghost on everything that's assigned to this entire vision. And one of the struggles has been you've been trying to make it happen. And that's why the door's been opened for the enemy to attack so deeply. But this is gone now. You've got your victory. You've been kick-started. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you all see this? You understand so there's some things that have been adjusted in this meeting so you can line up on the runway and go, because I'm telling you, there is an acceleration anointing in this meeting. And it will come to you, for you, through you, around you, and the finances will come to you. In Jesus' name, glory be to God. Now, Father, anoint that young man on a level that will stun everybody around him. Soon he'll hear things like this. Uh, you mean you're, you're already you're already flying turboprop. You're already flying. You've got jet time. What what? I've been trying for twenty years to get some jet time. Won't nobody give me a chance? Bam! The Lord just opened the door. Cause your heart is right. You keep your heart right. You don't have to do it the world's way in the world's time. And you stand up. You you stand up. Put your Bible behind you. Whatever. You know, glory to God. Just go, you better get in front of that seat. Somebody come and grab that Bible. Just let the man stand in front of the seat. He goes, Power of God, just stand right there.
This is for you and your family. Throw your hands up. Your son accelerates in this training now. You've got to have an acceleration in administration, in equipment, and in everything. There's got to come an acceleration, and it's coming from this meeting. It's not named Kickstart by accident. Now receive that not just for you, but your children and your children's children to come in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, brother. You can probably set it in his lap or beside him. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. I said, well, glory to God. Now, listen, I know there's a lot more testimonies, a lot, many more miracles. Last night, there's some, I'm just looking tonight. There were hands literally all over the room last night, and a number of those people uh, may not even be here in the room. You got yours up, huh? Yeah. Well, come on. We got to take one more. I sensed in my spirit there was one more. So let's do this thing. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Heaven's thanking you. See, this is encouraging people. Is this encouraging to you? Oh, Jesus is doing mighty things. I know our picture taker back there has got a testimony. We might have to grab hers. Glory to God. That'll be like, I don't know if we've done seven, but if she makes seven, that'll be completion. Praise the Lord. All right, what do we have? <laughs> Thank you. What did Jesus do for you in this meeting? Well, you not, well Holy Spirit knocked me out the other night. Right. Remember, you knocked me on the floor. <laughs> I, told, I told my boss to watch it because I said, since you can't knock me out, but the Holy Spirit can, I figured you'd get some joy out of this. <laughs> I like it. I'm wanting him to knock you out again right now just for the fun of it, but we got to hear your testimony first. <laughs> well, at first, I didn't know if I should get up because I mean, it's not like strong with some other people's stories. I'm going to tell you, sister, every testimony is... is <laughs> When it's eternal, when it came from another world, there's nothing you can say that came from this world. It's otherworldly. Your testimony, glory to God, and it's going to set somebody free here. Well, um, as people here know, I mean, or as most people know, I've been going here for about a year and a half. I came from a Lutheran church. <laughs> Are the Lutherans famous for believing nothing, too? Or what? No, I'm kidding. I'm Listen, I'm really trying to just enjoy myself here. I'm really not. Bam, throwing bombs, I promise. We're not going to. And I'm trying not to be afraid of my ancestors because the Lord said, Don't, do not fear. So, so yeah. If I, yeah, but I was thinking, should I answer that question? For all, for all the Germans around here for 600 years, should I answer that question? But anyway, so, <laughs> so um, I came here one day. We were in the parking lot because of. COVID things, and then um, with my little girl, and um, I knew that, that my husband and I were about to split up, and then uh, we came a few weeks later, and we were inside, and the first thing that Pastor Brian said was, that I remember him saying was, today is a new day, so when you came and you had the Lord, the Lord said, or through you, Satan come out, I've been, I've been believing all life, I feel Every since I knew, like two or three years old, knew who God was. I felt this call on my life to do something. And I feel like I have at times answered God's call. As an adult, I had two big calls on my life about what I was supposed to do with my education. And each time I went and did it, I apologized to my mom and my family for going and moving away to Charleston or doing this or doing that. And I really feel like God's showed me this week 
And I, I've had other fears as a single mom. And then my dad was diagnosed with dementia last February. And so it's like my mom, who has been my best friend, she just, she just went away. She, I just, I just don't, I just don't feel like I have of her really anymore because she's in her own depression at a time that I needed her the most. And she's just up in there and emotionally because she's withdrawn. And so Pastor Nicole and I were talking about this the other week, and I realized that I've heard this several times in my spirit, and Pastor Brian's prayed it over me, and then Pastor Nicole did the other week about the first about seek first the kingdom of God where all these things will be added to you that I knew but I didn't know that I knew that my value I was looking for it from my, my parents and from my family and for their approval and and for, the, for approval from my boss because I'm in a sales role so I have to sell but I help people and I pray over people when I go to help the seniors that I help with their benefits. But then there's this need for approval to, to excel and to win awards just to get somebody's approval. And finally, and we, Pastor Nicole and I talked about the other week, but after I fell out the other night, you knocked me out or whatever happened, I've been worried about something, a business debt I have and everything. And, and also about providing for my little girl because it's just... I'm the only earthly income there is. And God spoke very clearly to me after I left here the other night that if you want money, that's all you'll ever have. But if you want me, you'll have all you ever need. And I wrote that down. I wrote that down and I wrote the date down. Now, say that again so the people can hear it because it went through here like a rocket. I know, I know now God's going to take care of me and provide and we will prosper, but it's not about the money because God said, if you want money, that's all you'll ever have. So I would have the money. But if you want me, you'll have all you'll ever need. And that's what I'm going after. And last night then God told me, that I'd felt like at times, like even Maria and I were supposed to move. She's only five. And then I thought, but my mom would be mad if we move away or something like that. And last night, God said, it's time. It's time to not worry about your mom or anyone's approval. It's time to do what I've called you to do. It's time to go to your dad tomorrow and pray the prayer of salvation over him. And pray the prayer of healing from dementia over him. And not worry about what anyone thinks because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And my baby girl will never go what I've gone through because she will know the Lord fully and be baptized in the Holy Spirit early. That generational curse is broken off of this family. 
Now, I told y'all, this is a Holy Ghost meeting. It's explosive tonight. Let me tell you what's happening. We got a gentleman right here, glory to God, and I got another young man right here, and I want the two of you to come and stand right beside me, Brother Milton, your son right there. I know the whole family could come, but just come right here. Just, you just come, stand, and uh, Brother Milton, you come stand by this usher here close, and you come, and I want to be able to get it. Now, give us, and I know this is a huge Reader's Digest here, because I know there's this whole deal, but I want you to focus on the part where the Holy Ghost said, when he said, and he called it out by the gifts of the Spirit, and, and he called, I said, bring me a handkerchief. Remember that? And of course, but you weren't there. Okay, but the power of God came. And I want you to talk, give me the Reader's Digest very quickly of what took place when that handkerchief came to you in that room because this handkerchief's going with her, and that dementia's leaving her father in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's why, see, before you said, I'm going home, it's time. See, now faith is in her heart. Now she's ready to roll, and God's going to equip her with the anointing to go do this thing. Hallelujah. What's about to happen in her family, brother? Well, um, just to, to, to sum this up, um, my son Micah was initially two years old with the initial diagnosis of leukemia. We went through the chemical treatment process, and it went into remission. Five years later, it came out with a mission to kill him. And I thank God today that by that time, we had made it to a house of faith <clears throat> with a man of God that, that knew how to stand in the midst of a storm. And... So we, we started in that process, and if, Pastor, if, 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 if I can, can I get my other son to become? On the other side, please, sir. So we, we, we went back to the doctor, and the doctor basically cried because he never expected us to come back. And he said he didn't have any answer or any solution for us. But by that time, my wife and I had gotten in agreement that he would not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. And, and that was what we were telling everybody else. If you're going to stand with us, then this is how you're going to believe. If you can't stand with us, in what we're believing, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your, 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 your sympathy, but do not get in our way. Now, so they, I have two daughters also. And, and so they took all of us and they did a, you know, analysis of the blood. And my nine-year-old at the time was a perfect match for my seven-year-old for a bone marrow transplant. Okay, we started through that process. And, and all the way through that process, every time we took him to the doctor, we got a bad report. Every time, we got a bad report. But we never opened our mouths one time concerning what the doctor's report was. 
because we remember what the report of the Lord said. Himself bear our sickness, bear our disease in his own body when he hung on that tree. And by his stripes, he was healed. And if he was, he is. Now, I had heard about, you, you know, the process of a bone marrow transplant. You know, they go through high-dose chemotherapy and, and all of that radiation and stuff. And, and I began to sweat at night with anxiety. One morning in prayer, I threw my Bible down on the floor, and I said, I know you the God of this book because you've been performing miracles through me, so I know you got this one. This was on a Saturday morning. That Sunday morning in service, you know, we had the, the screen up there like that, and, and, and they had the music up there. All of a sudden, all of that disappeared. I saw the earth, real rich dirt. I saw a hand come down and plant a seed in that dirt. I watched the roots come out into that, and then I saw a whole tree come up. And then I heard the Spirit of God say, Milton, it's harvest time. And I took off running. I'm dancing. All I know is we got a harvest, and I'm excited about it. Well, we get down to the, to the medical university in Charleston for the consultation. We had a Muslim doctor. So he's showing us around, walking us through the process. And then he said this. All the best way I can explain this to you is this. We're going to extract the marrow out of your nine-year-old, and we're going to deposit it in your seven-year-old like a seed and watch it come to full harvest. Boom, I'm gone again. When they started, I want to tell you what the anointing does. When they started the chemo treatment, that high-dose chemo chemical treatment, they had to bring an exercise bike in his room. He had so much energy. The doctor said normally when they start that, that high-dose chemotherapy, it wipes the children out. Well, he's going in for total body radiation, He's got abnormal cells in his cranial, so they got a special thing where they ball him up in a ball and sit this thing on his head. And he, he had it, you know, they would take him in there and they'd play Barney and, and some of that stuff. No, he went in there with, with his own music. He had a tape by Phil Driscoll, the great trumpeter. And man, he... He blasted, he blasted that all over the hospital. Now, he wants to drive this wheelchair on his way there and on his way back. You'd never, by his actions, you'd never know he was sick. But if you saw a picture of him, you said he was a picture of death. We never saw that. 
All we saw was him whole and complete. So, Pastor had invited, we had had the bone marrow transplant. Pastor had invited Pastor Tracy to come to the church. When he got, was released to get up to preach, he went to talking about, Pastor, do you have someone in the church? They're either having a bone marrow transplant or need a bone marrow transplant. Do you, is that anybody in your church? My pastor doesn't carry handkerchiefs. But when he left the house that morning, he picked up a handkerchief. And, and Pastor Tracy asked him, is that anybody in your church? Pastor Ed said, yes, sir. It, it sure is. We got a family right now. Just had it. Is there a member of the family present? My 13-year-old daughter was there. So she came forward. He gave her the handkerchief. He said, now, is there anybody to get her from here to where they are? So my sisters agreed to drive her down. When she walks into the little, um, um, put on the mask and the gloves and wash up, when she walked in there and took the handkerchief out of her pocket, it knocked me back up on the wall. I said, honey, let's don't waste no time right here. Let's get this on in the, in the room. And let you do what the man of God said to do. Now, I have to turn it over to him and let him take it from there. So after she laid the handkerchief on me and she did what, she, what the pastor told her to say, so I saw the healing angel in the room, and that, from that point I knew I was healed. Mm -hmm. I, saw, I saw the healing. Yeah, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Talk to me about this. You never told me you saw an angel in that room when that handkerchief came on you. I saw a healing angel in the room. What did he do? Talk to us about it. He had his hand on my chest on top of hers. And he said, sir, you will live and not die. And declare the words of the Lord. You will live and not die. And right now you are declaring those words to this day. To the glory of God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Now watch this. Y'all are about the entire family is about to enter another dimension of creative healing, supernatural creative miracles. The whole family will fulfill their assignment. And the angelic assignment to carry that out you'll begin to operate in that same similar anointing when you're preaching people are going to see angels. When you give a word, they're going to go get the job in the name of Jesus. And by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your father's whole. Now, talk to me about somebody that thinks that's a small testimony. Our sweet sister's got an assignment. I know she was healed, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that one on pause. I'm going to tell you why. What he said right now is the segue into something the Spirit of God spoke to my spirit, and you need to understand, and we will we'll get there, and I mean, I'm not going to rush, but there's acceleration in the room. So 
you need to be ready. We'll get there quickly. Need to know that the Lord spoke to me sovereignly. And he said to me, there's coming an unending, an anointing for an unending supply. That's why I ministered last night about the prosperity, healing, anointing connection. He visited me in September. I want to talk to you about it very briefly, okay? But he said there's coming an unending out of Zechariah chapter 4 about those bowls that had a ceaseless supply of oil. An unending supply of oil. So there's not only going to be miracles of supply, the Lord said there will be a supply of miracles. Not just miracles of supply, but a supply of miracles. Unending. No end to it. Woo, we're there now. I'm telling you, I'm only an ankle deep and I know it, but we're there now. Woo, I've lived all my life with it. This, this right here, what you just heard, that's what Jesus said to me when he walked in that room and talked to me for an hour. said, there shall be no more curse. But now listen to what God did. God, the whole kingdom works like a seed. Now God brought them a harvest. So they harvested this miracle. Everything in the kingdom must be received. Are you hearing me? I mean, God's already done it on his end. It is finished. I said, it is finished. By his stripes, you were healed. Time to harvest it. I said, it's time to harvest it. Did you hear what I said? All right, it's a decade of deliverance. Now, I'm going to say this because I don't know that we'll get back to it, and I'm, I'm not being in any condition to get back to it. If you've been here all week and your spirit has leapt within you and said, I've got to connect to that anointing, you need to do it tonight because we're packing up those boxes and we're going to take them with us and we want to make sure you get in your hand, all right? And so simply get this and what you'd need to do to get one of these that's got the books in it, praise the Lord. And I'm supposed to give you whichever ones you want. I'm going to put this in your hand. You're supposed to have this. The Lord told me to sow it to you in Jesus' name. I don't care what breaks loose in your life. Jesus is going to help you pass to the other side. Glory to God. And that other book says, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? Victory, the spirit of victory. And you can pick up another one on the way out that's got freedom to anointing if you desire to have it. This anointing is what you're seeing in operation here. And it still work for you and it'll break things of your life. Now, here's the thing. And this, this right here is that letter we wrote, Harvesting Wholeness. Okay, so I'm going to give you that as well. Praise the Lord. Now, what I'd like for you to do is, if you need to do that, but Pastor, and I mean, you can have that if you want, but I'm just saying I don't want to presume, you know. You, you obey God on that deal, whether or not you're supposed to connect. That's between you and the Lord. Does that make sense? I'm not going to hand that to you like, hey, you're supposed to. That's not the way this works. You've got to do it from inside your own heart. Now, I'm going to make another statement now, Baptist, by the Spirit of God. And that is, the Lord spoke to my spirit like Elijah who went to the woman, he said, I've commanded a widow woman to sustain you there. I talked to briefly about that last night and that miracle. Now Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, he hath anointed me. Right? All right, so I'm going to make about two statements about that before we jump in here. Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, he hath anointed me. And you saw last night, if you were here, that connection. Right? So Jesus said he could do no mighty work there because they're unbelief. So they didn't believe what he came to do, but he had an anointing to prosper them like, because he used Elijah, he used this miracle I'm talking about as the example. 
of what he came to do. He said, you can have a jubilee right now. All your debts can be canceled. There's a spirit, there's an anointing to blow you out of this poverty right now in the room. A mighty miracle. And he couldn't work that in Nazareth because they treated it common and natural. It wasn't just healing miracles he was there to do. Now, I can see by everybody doing like this that your whole life, if, if you had any reference to that verse whatsoever, one of the reasons that you got locked down in that is because Mark 6 says, Save he laid his hands on a few sick folk and they were healed. So your assumption is that the anointing was there to heal and they couldn't do any healing miracles. But the anointing was there to do everything he just quoted. And he gave two examples. One of them was Elijah and this woman that had a harvest, such a harvest that her household budget was paid for a year and she underwrote the prophet's budget for a year on her harvest. That was a mighty work. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? Now, here's what the Lord said to me about that. Elijah had heard God say to him at that brook, Brook Cherith, Elijah had said, God had said to him when the brook dried up, now, this instruction is because it's not raining, they're in famine, and his supplies dried up. Are you hearing me? It's a miracle to break famine. Come on now. And we're about to see something here that is huge. It's one of God's highest principles that will break the back of famine. Glory to God. I should have had you up there too, sweetheart. Glory to God. Stand up. Miracles, signs, wonders. Whoa! Glory to God. Oh, my. Lord told me kidneys were going to be healed tonight. Earlier during worship, I saw one of these young ladies, one on the left over here, and she was dancing around, and I saw, and she swore like that, and the Lord said, and, and, and when she came around like this, and uh, I don't remember what she, I, I don't remember which one of you stand over there. All I know is there's kidneys in the room, he said, and I saw some kidneys. He said, I'm healing kidneys. Be healed now! It went right there. Have your new kidneys. That healing angel is right there putting new kidneys in you right now. Somebody needs a touch of God in your neck. I don't know if it's stiffness, arthritis, or if it's out of line, or if you've got hardware. That's you. Just begin to move your head around right now. Have a brand new neck. Have new vertebrae. Have new. Oh, it leaves you. It leaves you. It leaves you. It leaves you. Woo! There it is right there. Now look at me. Be healed. Glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. I say glory be to God. I'm telling you right now, eyes are being touched all over the room. Dimness of vision, degenerated vision, in the name of Jesus, any kind of cataracts, I command them to disappear. But I particularly see in my spirit, and it already happened to you up here, but go ahead and have all of it. It's going to do what he said it was going to do. I'm telling you, blood, blood, I hear this, blood in the eyes, like broken blood vessels, any type of macular degeneration, any type of bleeding in and around the eye is being healed 
now. Glory be to God in Jesus' name. Somebody's jaw just got touched. There's something that, uh, there's some pain in a jaw and in your mouth and in your mandible, but you're being touched. Power of God's moving. Healing power of God's in the room. Receive it. Don't wait another minute. Harvest your healing. Harvest it now in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. I said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, here's the deal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ooh. Hey. So, Elijah, in famine, was spoken to by God and said, arise and go to Zarephath. You know, I'm, I'm led to the Holy Ghost to talk about this for a second. Do you remember the story I told you, the supernatural story I told you that happened just a week or so ago in the meeting where the young man was visited and God translated him into the meeting? Y'all heard that story, right? Oh, you know about it. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, okay, glory to God. So, uh, that miracle that took place, and y'all heard about it, right? Y'all heard what I was doing. And that's happened a number of times in our ministry, but I mean, this just recently happened. The word of the Lord came, and he's restoring. He's restoring. He's restoring families. He's restoring. God took the young man three hours after the meeting was over and translated him back into the meeting, and an angel took him by the hand and came up front, Brother Milton. He was miles away. He wasn't in the meeting. And three hours later, he'd been rebellious for six years. I mean, a spirit of rebellion for six years. Spirit of God translated him. He had visitation because the word of the Lord had a... Had Spirit of God translated him into the meeting. A woman took him by the hand, pulled him to the front, and I laid hands on him. Pow, his, right. And so by 2 in the morning after the meeting was over, so that would have been about three hours later, so by the time he could get to mom and dad's, he woke mom and dad up in the, knees, in the bedroom. They were awakened by him coming home. He's like 24, 25 years old. He'd been running from God for six years, vehement, didn't blaspheming God in the church and all that. And he's on his knees in their bedroom, shaking, crying uncontrollably, giving his heart back to God, filled with the Holy Ghost, and accepted, accepted the assignment on his life to serve God. Now, that happened, and that was an angel seat. It brought him, and he described everything in the meeting. He wasn't in the meeting, but he was. God took him there in real time, and he described what I was wearing the whole deal. Now, I say that because this lie that's coming on a generation of powerless church now listen to me if it doesn't matter whether you go to church or not then why did God take him to the meeting for the miracle to happen? I've got about four examples I could just rip right down the why did he have to go there? Come on now. You understand? I mean, God visited him. Why couldn't he heal him in the room? Why, why, did, Cornelius, why did the angel tell Cornelius he had to call for Peter? Why did he have to connect with certain words and a certain anointing? I mean, I could go down the list here, but my point is you better bet you're supposed to be connected to somebody and you better find out who that somebody is because it is one of the doors to breaking famine in your life. And so God said, I've commanded a widow woman to sustain you there. We've lost that message, a place called there. But I won't go into that right now. What's amazing about it is this. When he gets there, 
She's gathering sticks. And God had said to him, I've commanded a widow woman to sustain you there. When he gets there, there's nothing about the story at all that indicates she knew anything about him coming. Now, did God lie? I mean, what's up with this? Because God said, I've commanded her to sustain you. She should have been expecting him, right? If God had commanded her. But there's no indication at all that she knew he was even coming. And he, he saw her, and he opened his mouth and said, fetch me, right, morsel of bread, what he said to her. Y'all know the story. I won't get into that. But do you realize her, when she heard his voice, That was God, see the prophet, came and did what God said and said what God told him to say. So when she heard Elijah's voice, that was God commanding her to do that connection with him. That was the command God was talking about. And the Lord said to me, in every meeting you go into, he said to me some time ago, he said, uh, there's somebody and a number of people. He said this to me, so I'm just, I'm just boldly saying it now because now it's life or death kind of. There's people in the meetings I send you to that when I send you there, he said, like that widow woman, when they hear your voice, they're going to know they're supposed to connect with you. I'm not drumming up business. I'm telling you there's an anointing here if you can't tell that, you need more prayer than we thought you needed. God told us to do this, and we're not doing it by ourselves. So why does God have to connect people with a certain thing? Because it's not about the geography. It's about the anointing. You've got to learn how to connect with the right anointing. That's what will break the yoke. Now, if something's happened to you this week and all of a sudden inside like this, you just know. Well, if you know, I'm telling you, don't wait another minute because it's your breakout out of famine. Amen? And you just do what the Lord tells you to do. And if that's just pray for us, that's it, then fine. But we want to be the first ones to sow the seed because the partnership has two parts. So we're going to get those in your hands to help you. That makes sense? We came to get something too. Now I felt so led to say that because there's so many people that think that when, the, when there's an emphasis on you need to be at church because of a false demon spirit that wants to separate people from the atmosphere where the I am is. They think they can get on their couch at home what they can get here, and the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible doesn't teach that. That's a lie. Well, I know Jesus is Lord everywhere, but if he's got manifestations like this, why does he pick people up and carry them into the meeting to do, do the work? If the meeting isn't important, if the, connect, if the anointing isn't important, why doesn't he just do it when he visits them in their bedroom? I mean, look, God already given this man a vision. He'd been taught faith. It was already working. 
So why did the angel have to wait until the connection came? Why didn't it just show up before that? Am, am I helping massage some of this out of your brain? Critically important. It's never been more important. Ever in human history for you to be connected with the right people and be in the right place. And very soon it's going to be life or death. Because of that name. Because of that great name. Do you know, that's why many people, they really don't see the supernatural anointing on their tithe. There's two things I want to point out about that. I didn't come in here to talk about the tithe either, but since we're talking about this principle, you need to know this because it'll change your world. There's two things Deuteronomy 26 says about the tithe. Oh, well, many more than two, but I mean two I need to talk about. <laughs> I mean, you don't just tithe with your money, you tithe with your mouth. Huh? But what most people need to know is the number one thing he wants me to point out is he said, you take it, set the basket before the priest to the place where I, he said, where I have placed my name there. Go read it. So if there's no life living anointing where the name of Jesus is manifesting and working miracles, then you're tithing in a dead organism, organization. And your tithe cannot flourish because you've disobeyed the scripture. Come over here, run over here to a miracle meeting hoping to get something, then go back and tithe at that dead church. Well, no wonder it's not working for you. Because there's a set place you're supposed to bring it. But what really gets me is he said, when you get to the priest, you say, you know, you're a Syrian ready to perish with a stranger, and now you got to, he goes down this list, but this is the second thing he wants to say. Here's what you say. You say to the priest, neither have I eaten it mournfully or touched anything unclean. Now, what God is saying is, when you give the tithe in a mournful condition, a mournful attitude, mourning is attached to death. So the moment you give your tithe in a mournful way, I have to give it, you're mourning over it. You just kill the very life of increase. It's impossible for the tithe to work if you don't give it joyfully. If you give it mournfully, it's like, you know, you're helping the widow at a funeral service. And because people know so little about spiritual things, they wonder, why am I not experiencing the supernatural? Well, it's just like the pattern of Moses. You know, there's a, there's a gentleman that used to teach on the temple all the time and the glory that descended, and he had a phrase he would say, and I can't improve on it, so I'm going to say it because God gave him a pattern. And here's what he would say when he teach on the temple. When the pattern's right, the glory will fall. When the pattern's right, the glory will fall. You know, we had a little kid's game. And, and you'd time it. You'd twist this timer up, and it'd last about a minute. You'd have all these pieces and shapes. You'd have stars and squares and ovals, and yeah. And and and, and the adults would get into it. You know, they'd like we'd get a race. Who could do it the fastest, right? Piece, you know, it's for the kids. Teach them shapes, and the adult took the game over, right? 
<laughs> but here's the point. You ever heard the phrase, you can't put a square peg in a round hole? Well, that's what people are doing spiritually. No wonder it doesn't line up, so it's going, it can't drop in the slot because it's not lining up. And if people knew spiritual things aren't so mysterious, it's only mysterious to people who don't know it. The only things that look hard in your life are the things you don't know how to do. Once you see how to do it, it's the easiest thing you've ever done. Because his yoke is easy, his burden's light, and you're anointed to do it. Glory be to God. You're anointed to do it. Praise the Lord. All right, let me jump into one more thing here about the Spirit of God. Open your Bibles, please, quickly. I woke up this morning, and the Lord said, this, this, I want you to deal with this tonight. It's okay. He said, but have testimonies first. Well, I guess I see why now. <laughs> Psalm 68, are you with me? Last year, now we're, come, we're in 2022, I'm not confused about that, but last year the word of the Lord came to me, and of course it didn't start. God's not on a clock of a calendar. I mean, all, uh, nothing has a shelf life in the promises of God. When he highlights something specific, it's because you're doing without it. He wants to draw your attention to it so you can put your faith on it. But anything you put your faith on, you can have right now. And so he highlighted something tonight for me to talk about briefly, and he said that it would be a year, and of course that continues on now, a year of great escapes. Remember, it's a decade of deliverance. And, uh, and I think we see that deliverance causes people to escape. Now, I don't have time to teach that message or take you through the word about all it says about that. It's just I wanted to say that to you because that anointing is in the room, and here's what's in the room. It's the scripture we're about to read, and I want you to go with me to Psalm 68. Glory be to God. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Have you found Psalm 68? Get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm telling you. Glory to God. And let's look at this, and we're going to begin to read. This is the King James now, verse, verse 19. Blessed be the Lord, who daily, can you say daily? Daily, daily loadeth us with what? Benefits. Say benefits. Say daily benefits. Benefit. Woo, glory be to God. These, these benefits are supposed to be ours daily. Daily benefits. He wants to load us down with daily benefits. Glory be to God. Even the God of our salvation. Now what's interesting about that is the word salvation, both in the Hebrew and Greek, actually can and should be translated because to be saved is to be delivered. So really we're talking about deliverance here. And we know that because he uses salvation in the King James in the next verse also. He that is our God is the God of salvation. And unto God the Lord belong issues from death. In other words, issues, I mean out from death. So listen to this now in the Amplified Classic. Let's go back and read it, verse 19 and 20. And it bears out what I'm saying about the deliverance. Blessed be the Lord who bears our burdens and carries us day by day, even the God who is our salvation. God is to us a God of deliverances. Look at verse 20 now. God is to us, Amplified Classic, God is to us a God of, God of what? What kind of God is he? And how often? Daily deliverance says, this word is not singular, it's plural. Our God is a God of deliverances. Daily deliverance says, 
Glory be to God daily. He doesn't just have to set you free at one thing at a time, and it doesn't have to be 10 years in between, and, and you get really good and ready for it. No, our God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and our God is a God of deliverances. That's one of his benefits. One of his daily benefits is your absolute constant every day, no matter what's coming at you, deliverance from it. No weapon that's formed against you will prosper. Because he's already predisposed that no matter what your day holds, he's going to deliver you from all of it. Woo! He's a God of deliverances. Daily benefits. Say daily benefits. Now listen, he's the God of deliverances. So I'm going to read it again, Amplified Classic. Ooh, I like it. God is to us a God of deliverances and salvation. And to God the Lord belongs escape from death, setting us free. And the word death there is in the Hebrews plural. So deliverance is from deaths. <laughs> That's what happened to that young man right there. God is to us a God of deliverances daily from deaths. Deliverances, plural, from deaths, plural, daily, every day, for days. <laughs> and verse 21 says that he'll shatter the head of our enemies. Woo! Somebody say he's about to, a whole lot of shaking going on. Well, that's what's happening. He's shattering our enemies. Now, I'm going to pick up on this, talking about the daily side, for, but, but I, want to, I want to mention a scripture to you while I'm under this anointing because it's right now the time to say it. Job 38, 13, you know what it says? The shaking right here. We've been talking about the shaking just a little bit. I mean, there's so much talk about the shaking. We could preach on it for weeks, and I thought we'd preach on it all week, and we haven't, but you need to see this. You need to see that Job 38, 13 says God is going to take hold, and who's going to do this? The angels. The scripture says in Revelation 7, that there's four angels and each one of them at the corner of the earth holding the four winds of the earth. God is going to take hold of the ends of the earth for a reason. Have you ever taken a rug out and beat it? Have you ever, have you ever got something that's dirty and just go pop, just to pop the junk off of it? God, the, the whole purpose of this shaking. <laughs> He's literally taking the earth like this, like, a, like something that's folded up, like people have a big flag or something and they unfold it. And there's one on each corner, and, and, and they're going to go, one, two, three, pop! And, and you've seen at kids' camp when people do this. you got a bunch of people on something, and you got a kid in the middle, and they go, whoop, and that kid goes, whoop, and they fly way up in the air, and they catch them. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, that's exactly what God's doing to the whole planet. He's got huge angels. They've stretched out the heavens, and they're going, pop! Because it's time for the enemy to be shaken out of it. He's breaking this stuff off of you. Our God is to us a God of deliverances. That's who he is. Even escapes from deaths. So I don't care what you're bound by. Time to escape. I don't care what you're facing. Time for you to escape out of it. Woo! Glory be to God. Hallelujah. My God. Now daily. Say daily. So when I woke up this morning, the Lord said, now, it's benefit time. <laughs> it's time for people, God's people, to understand. 
It's my perfect will from them to be delivered right now from everything, every day, and stay free. Amen. And so he said, you, you say what I said. Give us this day. <laughs> Our daily. Whoo, that brings on new meaning. Give me today my daily. Daily bread. Say, there's daily bread for me. Whoo, you do realize that when the woman came, it wasn't even a covenant woman. And her daughter was vexed of a devil. Huh? He said, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. What did she say? Truth, Lord. But even the puppies lick the crumbs from under the master's table. He said, one crumb from your table will drive the demon out of my daughter. What she's saying is deliverance is the children's bread. So give us this day our daily bread. Now we know it is because that was the statement that Caleb and Joshua made when they were taking the promised land. When, I mean, they tore their robes. You know, have you ever noticed people tearing their clothes off in the Old Testament all the time? <laughs> Throwing dust in the air. <sighs> I sure didn't have the Holy Ghost, did it? <laughs> That's like, I don't know why this came up in me, but I just got to tell this. It's like uh, one lady, you know, she went to this religious banquet, and which, by the way, I just want to make this clear. I'm just enjoying myself because, you know, you might as well laugh because, you know, most, most folks that are Christians say you can't dance. So, you, <laughs> so listen, I didn't quit dancing when I became a Christian. I just changed partners. Yeah. Man, every time I dance, I see myself stomping the devil's head. You need to understand. So this lady goes to this, so understand that it's not just Lutheran and Baptist or Methodist like I grew up or anybody else that's out there. There are a bunch of folks in spirit-filled churches that aren't so spirit-filled. A lot of pastors went to pastor a spirit-filled church and they thought the folks were angels. And six months later, they found out that was just their shoulder blades sticking out. That was not wings. These, these saints be preserved. No, they pickled, friend. They pickled. First church of the chosen frozen. Last time they spoke in tongues was, uh, 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 uh. like John Osteen said, lady, <laughs> he said, there's some folk in church that have got a, got a tongue so long they can stand in the den, lick a spoon in the kitchen. One lady came up to John Osteen and said, brother Osteen, you know, she, she was a big gossiper, you know. And so she came up and she said, brother Osteen, she said, I, 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 what is it, ma'am? She said, I, I'd like to, tonight, I'm just going to lay my tongue on the altar. He looked at her, he looked at the altar. He looked at her, looked at, he did it three times. Looked at her, looked at the altar. Finally, he said, lady, I don't think it'd fit. <laughs> so, you know, church really ought, that, you didn't come to church to stay the same. You, quite frankly, honestly, like you were, you were boring. Jesus wants to make you more like him. Uh, anybody know the ministry of Norval Hayes? First time we did a miracle set of meetings of Brother Norval Hayes' ministry, his head intercessor was in the meeting, and she left the <laughs> She had I mean, people flying around, bodies flying around. Now, this is Brother Norval's now. 
I mean, these are people that have seen demons manifest and people slither around. You know, I mean, so, you know, you're thinking, okay, this shouldn't be strange to them. The head intercessor, Brother Noel, was a minister. She was going home and she's in her car saying, oh, Jesus, talking to Jesus. You know, I don't know about that man. I mean, she's driving home. He's a wild man, she said. He wild man. And I said, oh, you think he's wild, do you? Because, see, she wasn't saying that by faith. She was saying that in a disapproving manner. <laughs> and so he said, uh, he said, oh, so you think he's wild, do you? She said, yes, sir, he's he a wild man. I don't know about that. And the Lord said to her, he said, well, when you obey me, you'll be just like him. <laughs> she came back and had to repent to me that night. I mean, came back and repented and said, this is what Jesus said to me, and I signed up. I'm obeying him. Glory to God. Thought you were a wild man, but he corrected her. Scripture says very clearly when the anointing comes on you, it'll turn you into another man. Glory be to God. Did Peter, took the chicken out of him. He'll take the chicken out of you. Holy Ghost, take the chicken out of you. Make you bold like you ought to be. Make you free like you ought to be. Make you happy like you ought to be. Glory to God, hallelujah. And when you get in the suppressed fields, like you've been, it doesn't start sticking to you. I know I've got a son over there that was there for two years. At the end of that two-year cycle, I heard him on the phone a couple of times, and I contacted him a couple of times. I said, son, it's time for a break. I could hear it. I could hear. He just, I said, I could hear it. I could I see it in his motions. I could, I, I, could, I could hear it in his voice. They weren't home but three months, but by the time he had heard my voice half a world away, and I talked to him about it. He had made the adjustment. And when he hit the ground in America, he hit it running just like he had never been going. And because it's not about America, it's about a spirit. Amen? And took their seven-week-old seven baby, got on the airplane, went back. You understand? I'm telling you, where there's grace, you're in the safest place in the world. Outside the will of God is the dangerous place. You can be in America and die real quick and be right in the middle of a communist stronghold where they don't know Jesus. If you're in the will of God, you're the safest place you can be. Glory be to God. I believe I have something for you. Do you mind me ministering to you just real quick? Would you stand straight up? Father, in the name of Jesus, just take a deep breath. Father, there's a refreshing for her, a mighty anointing for her, and by the authority of the name of Jesus, you know, she doesn't know, but you know, that you've sent me around the world and I've been on six continents. You know that on all six continents we've cast out devils. You know that that name is the highest name in three worlds, and so it doesn't really matter where we've been or what's tried to attach to us. There is no spirit that's come against us that's even a close second to the great spirit within us that raised you from the dead, and you know why this young lady's in this meeting this night. You sat here this night on purpose because she might as well be like that other young man. She's not been rebellious. She's actually been on the opposite end of the spectrum, serving you, laying her life down, right in the middle of her obedience, giving herself away for the gospel. And she's been on the other end of the spectrum. But, Father, it's time for her harvest. It's time for heaven to say, thank you. I see what you've done. I will not leave you without. I'm going to meet your every need. I'm going to restore you. Oh, there's the power of God right there. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, 
spirit and soul and body and financially and dreams by the authority of the name of Jesus, no, no, no demon power can have the precious blood of daughter God come over her. Holy Ghost, breathe on her tonight. I mean, just like I watched it in my own flesh and blood, suddenly, woo, fill up her cup. Restore her quickly. Meet every need. In Jesus' name. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Give us this day our daily Deliverance is the children's bread. Now, we know deliverance is part of our daily bread because he said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Deliver us from evil, the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. Part of our daily bread is getting delivered from the evil one. Now, Psalm 103 says this. Talking about benefits now, daily loaded with benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not, Amplified says, forget not one of all of his, and all of his benefits are, he forgives all my iniquities, he heals all my diseases. But it goes further than that. By the time you get down a couple of verses, it says, the Lord judges righteously for all that are oppressed. And then it goes a little further. And it says that your personal age and in your particular situation, he's going to renew your youth like the eagles and make you strong, soaring, and overcoming. Glory to God. And it goes a little further. And it says it's going to take any sin you committed and the consequences and throw them off of you as far as the east is from the west. He remembers your frame that you are dust. And by the end of that, he says that the angels of God that are assigned to you excel in strength and they show up in hospital rooms with a handkerchief. Do you understand? They excel in strength, they hearken to the voice of His Word, and they do all of His commandments. There's some things happening for you right now. I said, there's some things happening for you right now. Glory be to God. So, in September, the Lord visited me on September the 5th. It's not my assignment tonight to actually read what He first said to me on the 5th of September, except that I do want you to know because you're in a place now full of faith where this will not intimidate you. It won't overwhelm you. You've got the right frame of mind to hear it. He said, son, I was awake at 3.30 in the morning. He said, son, there are some things coming in the earth that without a revelation of the power and the authority of the name of Jesus, my people will not survive. And then he talked to me for a while over the next 15 minutes, took me through some scriptures, but he basically said to me, COVID, he said, COVID is a demon. He said it's developing and growing. It's part of the Antichrist system, but there are things that are coming that are harder to bear, darker, and more ominous than COVID. He said don't treat each one as an individual event. He said they're all part of the same Antichrist system. The same demon is driving every bit of it. And he went on to say, so rise up, fortify your spirit. Amen. And you'll step over each one individually. He went on to talk to me about, he said to me very directly, he said, you've just now entered a time of betrayal. 
He said, if it were possible, the very foundations of the earth would be moved so people will be easily moved. That's what he said to me. And he said to me, but I'm going to give you a heightened discernment. And he began to talk to me about what was coming. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what to do, show you what to do. And he said, in the midst of such darkness, there will be a coming back and a restoration of people to their first love. That's what he said to me. And he said, he said to me, they'll come back to who they ought, know they ought to be connected to and where they know they ought to be. And he said, welcome them with open arms, for that's what I've wanted for their lives all along. Well, give the Lord thanks right now for that. Glory to God. Now, when he talked to me about that, the emphasis was on this dark hour and an assignment to get the body of Christ ready to deal with this because in gross darkness, woo! We're going to rise and shine and our light has come. The world is about to see some stuff. He's about to show up and show out on a level beyond anything we've ever asked or imagined. Glory be to God. So now we see then, so fast forward nearly three weeks, and this is where I am tonight. Fast forward with me now to, to now September the 24th. I'm in Hayes, Kansas. I'm getting ready to preach. I lay back on the bed. I'm getting ready. And the word of the Lord came to me, and he said, there are coming seven supernatural unusual harvest over to God to the body of Christ he said an unusual season of harvest is upon you glory be to God he said it'll start right now in the last quarter of the year but he said these are for 2022 I'm telling you when it, it began for us the end of the year but by 2022 man this thing's on steroids throughout this year there are seven supernatural and unusual harvest that are coming to the body of Christ my assignment, the balance of this night, is because tonight is a night not only for miracles of harvests, but we're going to harvest some miracles. Glory be to God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Glory be to God. Are you ready? And so I'm going to go down through these very quickly because obviously it's, it's, it's going to take us a while It'd take us seven weeks probably to preach on it, more than that, actually, if we took one at a time. But he took me in a moment, just like this, from the book of Genesis through the Word of God, and he gave me seven unusual supernatural harvests coming on the body of Christ. And he said, in 2022, there will be some outstanding opportunities to come to you. Now, there's going to be some climate changes. There's going to be some financial changes. You need to get yourself in position and quit worrying about, oh, it's rising, it's rising, all these prices are rising. If we don't, if we don't sell our house now, we just don't get, and if we don't get into another house, it, you, you better not move like that. I'm telling you about the Holy Ghost. God has some things for you. You just be patient and walk it out. You watch. He's going to open up some opportunities for you. In fact, I saw it when Pastor Brown was over here. I saw it for you too. Tonight's your night. Would you stand straight up? From this, oh, well, you didn't have to step forward, but go ahead. No, that's fine. No, that's great. That's great. That's awesome. Come on. Come on. Come on. I see that, I see that, I see that, I see that. Things are coming into place where the opposition is going to disappear without a trace. And you're entering a new leg of the race. 
Harvest, especially in a financial way, is coming to you even as you leave and go about your way. So the next place you even go, you're going to begin to see an increase in the flow. So no, saith the Lord, don't you know that things are coming to you. Things are coming to you. Even in a business arena, even in contracts and things you thought you might never do, they're coming to you. I'm going to increase you on everything. And I'm going to put you in position to fully do what's in you from heaven to do. For the anointing of priest and king flows together. And I must have it in the earth in this hour to finance my end time harvest. Be prepared, says the Lord, to flow in both. Ooh, I've never seen that before, what that way, but I'll do it. So now a new coat comes upon you, but it's a double mantle. One, two. Now both, come on. Glory to God. Now you're going to handle more than you ever dreamed. Get ready for a river of green. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, I wanted to do that because I could have waited, but I believe as I'm saying this, these things are going to begin to go active in their life now. <laughs> you understand? Now, now, at any moment, any one of these applies to you, take it. I mean, right yeah. while, now, I'm not saying that I won't go back over it, but you take it right then. Yeah. Glory be to God. Seven unusual. Say it out loud. I receive it. Unusual, supernatural, harvest coming to me in Jesus' name. It starts tonight. Woo, glory be to God. Genesis 26, verses 11 through 13. Some of you know this, but Isaac sowed in famine, and he reaped out of famine. In famine, he reaped a hundredfold. Listen, the same year. Say the same year. That he's the same year. And the Lord said, there are unusual harvests coming to people whose lives have been in famine. Now, don't get in the mental arena on me. I know you're trying to hear it and write it down and all that. You mean to go back and watch it. I, I, see, because you're, you're in school, but you're not in that kind of school. You need to catch this with your spirit instead of with your pen and paper right now. Okay, you'll get access to it later, but you need to catch this with your spirit right now. I said, for anyone in the room that can receive it, God is to us a God of deliverances. God is to us a God of daily benefits. God is to us a God of daily harvest. God is to us not a one-time event, but deliverances and escapes from deaths, which includes anybody in the room that's been in a season of famine, there's an unusual harvest coming to you to break His power now. Now, it's getting better. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So there we are. Harvest number two, 1 Samuel 23. 
They're in a stronghold in a garrison, and Saul's trying to kill David. David's anointed to be king, and he longs out of the heat of the battle for water from the well of Bethlehem, and three of his mighty men break through. Break through. And they go get him water from the well, and they fight through a garrison of Philistines to get it. Then they turn around with the water and fight back through the same company to bring it to him. When it gets to him, he said, I can't, I can't drink this. They said, see, most people will get offended at this. Well, he doesn't understand. He doesn't appreciate what we had to get this to him. Huh? No, it's because we're clueless about covenant. He took it and wouldn't drink it. He poured it out. And he said, I can't drink this. This is, this is the blood of the men that wouldn't hazard of their lives to bring this to me. He was operating on the offering system. He took their seed because they were willing to shed their blood to go get that water. Are you hearing me? Hard to come by. I mean, they intensely fought just to get that. Have a little bit of extra. And now they give it to him, and he pours it out. It's because it wasn't water. It was blood. And according to the, 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 the laws of God, you could offer no sacrifice with blood in it. You couldn't drink. You couldn't eat the lamb if it had any blood in it. He couldn't drink that water because it had those three men's blood in it. That's why that phrasing is what it is, where it says, this is the blood of those men's lives. I can't drink it. And he did that so that the, the sacrifice wouldn't be for him. It would come back on the ones that actually offered it. So now those three mighty men just got <laughs> because of covenant connection and partnership. Can you see that? You see that? And the Lord said to me, there's coming harvest number two. There's a breakthrough harvest for those that have been in intense battles and overwhelming situations. You're coming out this year. I don't care what you've had to fight through to get it. I'm telling you there's a harvest because as you read 1 Samuel 23, it says they did this at harvest time. They did this. They had this fight. I'm telling you, your biggest fights are going to come right at the door of your harvest. You need to understand harvest time is where your biggest battles are. Right? And God said, I've got a harvest for you. There's a harvest for everyone in the room that has been in intense battles and overwhelming situations. You're coming out in the name of Jesus. And you're coming out today. And you're coming out daily. And you're coming out every time because deliverance is the children's bread. Glory be to God. Now I'm going to move along quickly. Are you ready? Because there's one here that I think is going to apply to most people in the room. But you need to know this. Number three, Zechariah 4. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. And that foundation had been laying there nearly 20 years. And the Lord spoke to me. And, it was, and, and the temple came up in 52 days. Once that anointing came on there, 20 years of wait. Despise not the day of small beginnings. So God works gradually in preparation, suddenly in manifestation. Your harvest is going to come suddenly. And when that anointing comes on you to do it, it's coming up. 
The foundation's already there. The seed's already been sown, glory be to God. And you need to know that there's going to be an unusual harvest for those that have been waiting a long time. Long-standing faith projects are about to get finished suddenly in Jesus' name. Harvest number four, the word of the Lord came to me. Matthew chapter 10, where Jesus very clearly, excuse me, Matthew chapter 9, where he said, the harvest, pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to the field. The harvest truly is. Harvest is what? Come on, do you know the scripture? Say it out loud for those that may not know it. The harvest truly is. The laborers are. The harvest truly is. The laborers are. Harvest truly is. Laborers are. Too few people to reap such a large harvest. And the Lord said to me, harvest number four that's coming to my people is, there is a harvest coming for those that, have, that are too small, that see themselves as too small to reap that big thing God's called them to. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. It's on the way, bro. Glory to God. Woo. Yeah, I'll tell him. I do not know what this means to you, but the Lord told me it's your year a double. <laughs> Glory to God. I almost got here two nights ago or three nights ago, whenever it was, when I was talking about Matthew 13, the wheat and the tares. But you need to know in the parable of the wheat and the tares, he said, I'll say to the reapers, right? He said, the end of the world, the harvest is the end of the world. And I will say to the reapers, and he said, my angels will go. Whoo, glory be to God. And they will gather the wheat, right? And they'll first gather up the tares into bundles, throw them in the fire, and then gather the wheat, garner the wheat into the barn, right? And so the Lord said to me, people need to know harvest number five, there's an unusual, supernatural harvest of angelic help. You're, you're about to have supernatural harvesting angels attached to what you've been believing God for. What you can't do on your own, the angels are signed to you. are going to go get it and bring it to you. Glory be to God. Woo! Glory be to God. There will come angelic help to bring into manifestation what you've labored for. Harvest number six. John chapter four. Oh, you want this one. Jesus started verse 30. I want every one of them. I have every one of them. I'm calling them all in now. They all belong to me daily. I said they all belong to me daily. Yeah, they all belong to me daily. Oh, yeah, every one of them I'm having it. I, the Lord told me if I would preach this in this church, the manifestation would come of Esther 4.14, that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this, and enlargement and deliverance shall arise. You need to know, based upon what happened last night, a new commission, a new coat, a new level, and as any ministry grows, God attaches more angels to it. So you need to understand the constriction is being broken. The containment is being broken. That to be enlarged requires deliverance, and enlargement and deliverance has come to this house. Enlargement and deliverance has come to every minister that's been in these meetings. Enlargement and deliverance is coming to all of our partners and anybody that's associated got seed in the ground. I'm telling you, seven supernatural, unusual harvests are coming to you. You're going to have miracles of harvest, and you're about to harvest some miracles in Jesus' name.
Yes, they are. 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 They're yours. Yes, they are. Woo! Yes, they are. They're yours. Yes, they are. Glory to God. Yes, they're yours. Now, I see what I'm supposed to do, and it's going to be pretty quick, so y'all are at the edge of your seat, so pay close attention to what I say, but let me get to these last two first. Harvest number six, John four. Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. To finish his work. To do the will, to finish the will of God for me. My meat is to finish the will of God for me. <laughs> you get this? And so he said, hey, why say you're not there four months in the harvest? The fields are white already to the harvest. And he talks about laborers and all that. And he talks about, I sent you to reap. So clearly this is a harvest component. Harvest is what he's talking about here. And the Lord said to me very clearly, I mean, this all came just like that. I'm laying on the back of, on my pillow in Hayes, Kansas. And it's a boom, boom. He just took me through the word. Bam, 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 bam. He just took me through the word. And John 4, Jesus said, there's coming a supernatural and unusual harvest of everything you will ever need to do the will of God for your life and finish it. Did you get that? Whatever you need to finish God's will on your life, angels are going to get it to bring it to you so you can do the will of God. Quit trying to figure out how to pay for it. He paid for it. You believe for it. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Harvest number seven. Talked a little bit about it last night in Acts chapter three. Acts chapter three in James chapter five. I won't go into detail about it, but the scripture says the heavens must retain Jesus until the time of the restoration of everything that God has spoken. Through the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Harvest number seven, he said, there's an unusual supernatural harvesting of the restoration of everything God has spoken through the mouth of his prophets since the world began. All unfinished harvests are coming into your hands. You do realize that Hebrews 11 says that when we appear before Jesus, that the cloud of witnesses is going to say, they, without us, are not made perfect. They're waiting on you and I, the 11 hour worker, to get this harvested. Or God will have lied to them 4,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago. God, it's not about Jesus answering your prayer. You are the answer to his prayer. What would he not do for you? It's harvesting. And I'm not just talking about people. That's what he died for. That is a given. It's going to, it's harvesting everything it takes to get you there. Now, you're in the room. Obviously, you've heard it. The Lord's saying to my spirit, read those seven harvests quickly one more time. And he tells me to tell you that at any moment when I read one and it applies to you, 
at that moment receive it. Stand up and receive it as if it had already manifested in your life. How would you act? No, did you get that? Huh? Now, there may be more than one of these that apply to you. So if you stand up on number one, you may stay standing. I don't know. I'm just saying that there's something that's applying to you. When I read it, it went off in you like a spear. You think, that's it. The devil's used that against me, but I'm breaking out. But you can have all seven. I said you can have all seven. You don't have to stand up at the first one, second one, fifth one. That's fine. But it's, it's, when, it's when that word stands your spirit up. Oh, it's mine. Oh, I got it now. So he's telling me, go back over them, go over them quickly, and the moment I get to the one that you're harvesting, instantly pop up. You know, like a jack-in-the-box. And act like you would act if you had it, because you do. God is to us a God of deliverances. Faith has corresponding action. You're leaving this place with your harvest. You're harvesting your deliverance. You're harvesting everything you need to do the will of God. You're not too small to harvest that big thing. <laughs> I said you're not too small to harvest that big thing. You're just not too small to harvest that big thing, are you? You're not too small. It doesn't matter that you're female. It doesn't matter that you're younger. It doesn't matter that you have a darker skin color than me. Does any of that matter? You're not too small. You're not a minority in God. There is no such thing. God has no minorities. You're a child of the living God. You're a new creature. God is that thing. Glory be to God. 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 Oh, the angels are running up and down the aisles right now. Glory to God. There's an unusual harvest coming to people whose lives have been in famine. There's a breakthrough harvest coming for those that have been in intense battles and overwhelming situations. There's an unusual harvest coming now for the people that have been waiting a long time to receive things. Long-standing faith projects coming to pass now. There's a harvest coming to anybody that seems too small to receive it. There is a harvest of angelic help. Glory be to God. Angels are going to help you harvest what you're in the earth to do. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. There's a harvest of everything you'll ever need to do the will of God. Woo! And there is a harvest of the restoration of everything God has spoken through any true, listen now, any true prophetic word in your life. It's time to harvest it. Are you seeing that? It's not just what Amos said and Isaiah said and Ezekiel said. If a true prophet of God has said anything to you, <laughs> the restoration of that and the fullness of that has to manifest. It's got to come. If God has spoken to you and the prophets have spoken to you and God had the prophets speak to you, there's a harvest of everything the prophets have spoken 
Be restored, glory to God. Have your unfinished harvest. Have your unfinished harvest. Have your unfinished harvest. Have it. Glory to God. Have your unfinished harvest. Have that unfinished harvest. Get up on him, dog. No, you're not. You are not. You are not too small to reap that. No, you're not. Oh, I love pictures. But I like healing more in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Harvest time for you. You'll take more pictures, but you're going to take pictures of your harvest. Final thing. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. I will get that fixed. I just got to slow down long enough. Glory be to God. Harvest. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. While Pastor Brown was speaking last night, he had a tremendous, you know, application of Scripture to personal visitations and revelation. And uh, at one moment he was talking and referenced the Scripture about a huge catch and about Peter. When he said that, the word of the Lord came to me about these harvests. And the Lord said to me, Luke 5, the net broke. But by John 21, when he was resurrected, they enclosed a great multitude of fish, but yet the net break not. And the Lord said to me, as direct as I'm talking to you, I have healed the broken net. Some of you yeah, I caught some things from God. Yeah. 
But somehow you lost it. Somehow it slipped out of your hands. Somehow you, you, you say, well, I've just been trying to get back to that place. I, I was walking in that once. And the Lord said, you tell every person in the room, my anointing is here to heal the broken net. Kickstart has been awesome. But the most important thing is the word start. This meeting is not designed to be a week. It's a start of an unbroken net of what you've harvested here. You'll never, ever again go back. Did you hear what I said? You're at the lowest place you have ever been in joy. You're the brokest you'll ever be. You're the sickest you'll ever be. You'll never be this sick again. You're coming out. Do you hear what I'm saying? You say, well, I'm not sick. I know. I get it. I understand. That's what the Lord said. So you need to find a neighbor and say, you need to take a good look at me right now. Yeah. In fact, why don't you take a selfie or, 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 or take a picture of me right now and say, you know, you need to take a picture of me right now. Because it's the last time you're ever going to see me on this level. Right? Talk about breathing. Glory to God. It's the last time you're ever going to see me on this level. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. with me. Ha, ha, ha. Take that, devil. I have harvested a breakthrough from an intense, overwhelming battle. You in trouble, buddy. I'm not overwhelmed anymore. I'm not even feeling the intensity of it. I'm the saddest I'm ever going to be. I'm not going back there, going to God. I broke out and I'm so far past you, you can't see me. You have no hope. All the devil's seeing in your life right now is heels and elbows. 
Kentucky Derby if he gets enough head start. <laughs> I'm so far ahead of the devil. <laughs> He's hemorrhaging and they can't stop the bleeding. <laughs> He's whining and crying. Somebody else shoot. He's out beyond our range. He's too expensive to mess with. Every time I touch your stuff, my apple wheels, my, my wheels on my apple cart fall off. My apple wheels. Have some apple wheels. Bless me, buddy, with some apple wheels, Lord. <laughs> I'm telling you, you may think the enemy's chasing you, but I'm telling you this now. Yeah. <laughs> There's some angels taking the wheels off their chariots. <laughs> Devil be driving real heavy right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's dragging a chariot through the mud. <laughs> you so far. Woo! I'm telling you, the devil's so low, he got to look up to see bottom. <laughs> you said explosion, right? Explode! are getting healed. I'm telling you right now, literally, brand new set of lines is going to be like you've never had an issue. Oh, glory be to God. My, my, my. A partner's watching 24 years the job. Woo! Woo! Online in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the healing angels are coming to you your car, in your room. Now be healed. Have your harvest. Woo. Woo. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Woo, seemed like Jesus is just handing out body parts. <laughs> Woo-wee. Glory to God. My, my. My, 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 my. Look at me, sweetie. Uh, I I, I, I see this. If I can get it out, I see this. (laughs) I might have to tell it over here. I don't know, over there. I don't know. Maybe I need, I don't know. Uh, Early... (laughs) Early on, baby preacher, and I was in the ministry. I, I'm still in the ministry. <laughs> I just realized when I said that, it's not like when I was in the ministry. and you're harvesting right now. And so, and so, I found out, I found out that, uh, <laughs> that the word anoint <laughs> means to rub or to smear, to grease. <laughs> in so many years and the Lord I just saw a picture of it the Lord just brought it back to me he's done it twice tonight but all of a sudden when it flashed back this time I saw it more clearly these kids don't know anything about it you know I'm telling stories these days and everybody's going what (laughs) but in the old country fair days they used to have a grease pig contest about the anointing on my life. <laughs> I'm all greased up. The Lord cut me loose on the world. <laughs> and I'm all greased up. And every time the devil thinks he's got me, he grabbed me, he hold me. He'd dive at me. <laughs> He'd get his arms around me, squeeze me real tight, and I'd go, and, and boop, like a wet bar of soap, man, I'd just go, bam, out of He said, oh, I thought I had him. Oh, I thought I had him. <laughs> what he said about you? <laughs> Woo! 
You all greased up. <laughs> Call on that name and whoa, there she go. <laughs> That's back when I was in the ministry. <laughs> I was all greased up when I was in the ministry. I do, I do hope that I've come up a little from a grease pig. <laughs> but I really want to be. When I grow up, this is what I want to be. <laughs> it's just a lot cooler than a grease pig. You know, they never say, try to teach a pig how to sing. It'll just annoy you and frustrate the pig. <laughs> That's, like that. <laughs> That's like that old thing I heard when I was a kid, you know. And a uh, guy came in, and you know he wasn't known for being the sharpest knife in the drawer. He decided he could get him a job and be manual labor, and so he decided he's going to cut wood. And so he went in, got him a saw. He said, "Man, I need a saw because I'm going to cut some wood and I'm going to sell it." So he said, "Okay, son." So he puts up, you know. <laughs> finest chainsaw he had in the shop up there, you know. He said, it's sharp. I mean, it'll do the job. Guaranteed, it'll cut you three, four cords of wood a day. He said, oh, man, he's all about it, you know. <laughs> he, he brought that thing back at the end of the day the next day. And he, he looked like he'd been pulled through a knothole backwards. I mean, he could barely get through the thing. He put it, this thing don't work. Take it back. And the guy said, well, what's wrong with it? He said, I don't know. It don't work. It don't do the thing you said. And so he put it up and said, well, what's wrong with it? So he took it behind the counter, you know, and he went, boom, ba 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 That old boy said, what's that noise? <laughs> Dear God, bro, this thing got a motor on it. Turn it on. I mean, y'all would think that every one of us would just flat, you know, we used to sing a song when we were kids. Ho, ho, he, he, ha, ha, they're coming to take me away. Ho, ho. <laughs> straight, you know, straight jacket. <laughs> well, if I saw every one of y'all pushing your car around the corner into the parking lot, we'd be calling those folks for you. Because, see, you need to understand <laughs> This, the car didn't, wasn't given to you for you to push it. You're supposed to get inside of it so it can carry you. Yeah. This thing's got a motor in it. Yeah. It's not designed for you to do the work. It's designed to do the work for you so it carries you at a faster speed where you're going. I thought I was done three stories ago. I mean, <laughs> remember John Osteen told the story one time. <laughs> he said, he searched and searched and searched. 
got to buy him a new car, and he didn't want to make the wrong choice, and he was under duress, man. Do I buy an Oldsmobile? Do I buy a Ford? Do I buy a Chevy? I mean, he looked at all the bells, all the whistles. The weather, you know, back in those days, there probably weren't even electric windows, you know. We were, you know, you know. And I mean, he's looking to do it, and I mean, fast. So he goes to the dealership, talks to him. He comes home with his new car. He got it. He got bought this new car. He's happy. I mean, he hadn't had it. He just got home with it, parked in the driveway. And uh, commercial comes on TV about a vehicle. They start talking about this car. <laughs> oh, it's a 160 horse motor. It laughs at mountains. I mean, he, and they just go on and on. And he get and the longer the commercial goes, the matter he got. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, gone it. That's the car I should have bought right there. Dear God, I bought that old sorry thing out there in my driveway, and I could have bought that car they're talking about on the TV right there. Got to, got to the end of the commercial. <laughs> it's the car he just bought. <laughs> he heard him describing the car and got madder and madder all the way because he thought he bought a lemon and he should have bought that car. Problem was, he bought a car, he just didn't know what he had. About time for you to figure out what you're riding around in. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days you're going to say, oh, man, I bought the wrong thing. And when you get to all the full description of it, at the end of the course, you're going, well, I was in it all along. I had him all along. I had the Holy Ghost on. I had the spirit that raised Jesus from the yeah. dead all along, and I didn't know it. Dear God, it's got a radio frequency. It can get all the satellite channels. It's got power windows. It's got a hatch. It'll do. I mean, the seats fold down without pushing a button. This thing's got power everything. <laughs> so now I realize, I finally realize, faith doesn't cost me anything. Dreams don't cost me anything. So if I'm looking through a magazine and picking out something, I'm not going for the cheapest option. Which one you want? The deluxe model. <laughs> the one what got the tongues with it. The one what's got angels carrying handkerchiefs in the hospital room. I want that model. How about you? Have you enjoyed Kickstarter as much as I have? <laughs> Ooh, I hope so, because I've had church all by myself. I'm glad you could come. <laughs> Woo! Hey. I, I got to hear about those spanking new kidneys. <laughs> I'm excited about that. <sighs> Glory be to God. Glory be to God. <clears throat> I'm counting stories. <laughs> Figure out how many ago I was going to stop. Final story, unless I think of another one. <laughs> I was in Washington, D.C. Lady came up, and she was on dialysis. One of her kidneys was so dead that, you know, she, she's on transplant list, wasn't alive at all. And so she said, <laughs> she, she came up in front of me, and she had seen the miracles and me ministering, you know, in those miracle meetings. 
She came in front of me. She said, uh, Pat Tracy, because, I mean, I wasn't preaching that night, and I'm in the meeting, and she wants to be prayed for. And, uh, and so, so then, well, I said, are you ready? <laughs> she looked a little bit like that sweet lady did back yard. <laughs> she went, poo, and I went, poo. <clears throat> I learned Newton's law a few times carrying in on him. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. <laughs> so anyway, uh, and so I said, Are you and I mean, I was, it was one of those times, you know, I mean, it dropped on me like a coat. I knew I had a kidney in my hands. <laughs> I started vibrating like this. I said, you better get ready. Oh, she's about out of it anyway, because she talked up in the sphere, and next thing you know, she's like this. <laughs> so I reached up, and I didn't hardly get my, I mean, I don't even, I think I touched her maybe, but I mean, it looked like somebody dropped her like a sack of rocks, man. Soggy biscuits, more like it, because she went with a splat. She didn't bounce like a rock. She <laughs> laid there a while and got up and kind of halfway acted like this sister. Right oh, glory to God! She got. All right, she went to dialysis the next day because she was scheduled for it and had a certain machine. And the machine had some kind of system where it monitored things. I don't know anything about it. All I know is what she told me. She said she'd get on the machine. The machine wouldn't work. <laughs> she said, well, something wrong with the machine. They take her to the next one. And, and about three machines, none of them would work. And so finally they, they said, well, we, we're going to have to check you. I mean, this is hours later, next morning. <laughs> they checked her. Because the machines are evidently set that if there's not a certain thing, they won't do what they're saying. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll shut down. It's like an automatic shutoff. Well, they don't run it if, if, if you don't need it. I had seven machines in a row. When she tried three of them, none of them had worked. And I thought it was the machine at first. After the third one, they said, it must not be the machine. They checked her. She had a brand new. Deluxe model. They shut the machine down. I don't know what you need tonight, but if I were you, I'd harvest it. So as I turn it over to Pastor, I'm going to say two things. First of all, we never want to end any broadcast. I'm, I'm telling you, if people online can get a healing at a distance, if a young man can come out translated into the meeting by an angel, then all over the world right now, somebody somewhere is going to come across this because God's going to see to it. And they need to make this Jesus who did all these miracles the Lord of their life. Because as much as I love the glorious nature of him being resurrected and proving, the greatest miracle yet is the eternal one that is always instant. Because the truth is every healing miracle is temporary because our bodies are temporary. Even if I'm never sick again in this lifetime, at some point, if Jesus tarries, this body's laying down, which makes the healing a temporary thing. And you're born again. You're stripped out from under the authority of darkness. Translated into the kingdom of his dear son, you become a new man. Now that, friend, that's a miracle of miracles. To be born again.
So tonight, let's all just say this. Lord Jesus, I see you have power to deliver, to heal. And so it proves to me you have power in heaven and on earth to forgive sins. You're the Lord of glory. I believe you're alive. You're the son of the living God. I confess with my mouth that you were raised bodily from the dead. And I believe you're alive. And I believe you're the Lord of glory. And I accept you right now. Who is my Lord forever? Lord Jesus, take my life and do something with it. He's going to take you up on that. You're stronger than you thought you were. You're bigger than you ever dreamed you could be. You're going to do things greater than you thought you were too small to harvest that big thing, but not now. God's doing this thing. He's working with you. You're not by yourself. Amen? So receive your harvest. Amen. From the Lord of the harvest. And remember this. Jesus is coming soon. So there shall be no more curse. You're kick-started. Glory to God. Woo! Hey! Hallelujah! Glory to God. Have you received something this week? Amen. Glory to God. Make sure I take these home. Sir? Yes. Okay. If you're wanting to partner with Brother Tracy and his ministry, make sure you get that filled out, turned in at the table, so that he can take them home and turn them into his team. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Every partner is going to get that list of the seven harvests. So, amen. Get get that. And I'm telling you, what a great ministry to partner with. When we partnered with this ministry, our lives changed. Our lives changed. It went to another level instantaneously. Our church, our personal lives, our finances, our health, just our, just our well-being in general. And so I just sense that as he was finishing up tonight, I want to do one more thing, and, and Barrett, you, you, whoever can get ready. But uh, I just want everybody to put, put one hand on your head, one hand on your belly, and right now, anything that wasn't received, like you didn't come up for prayer, you, did, you didn't, and there's something that's still lingering. I know that might not be uh, some people, but just right now, Lord, we receive. Just say, I minister to myself. In the name of Jesus, every healing I need, finances that I need, provision, protection, deliverance, restoration, and fellowship with God, my first love, I minister to myself. In the name of Jesus, everything that I need and desire by the heart and the will of God, now I receive it, I take it, I have it, I'm not waiting on it, it's mine now. I have it in Christ, I'm in Him. And he's in me, in Jesus' name.
Now just keep your eyes closed, just receive that right now. Every bit of it, every bit of supply, Lord, we have it now. Thank you. I just, I, re, I don't know any details about this, Brother Tracy. I just sense right now, whatever it is in aviation that's coming up, whether it be a impending, a pending thing or something that's, that's needing to be done in the future. I remember one project you were waiting on. But whatever that is, that thing is done in Jesus' name. It is done now in Jesus' name. I just, I heard it as I was wrapping that prayer up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you. Let's just, let's just pray. Just say, Lord, thank you for the ministry of Jesus Christ through your gift, Brother Tracy, and kick-starting us this week. Glory to God. Just give him a shout of hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, there you are. Come on up. Glory to God. Barrett's wrapping it up. We love you. Be started. Amen. Be kick-started now. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here this week. Have you received? Are you leaving here changed? Higher than you did when you got here. Amen. We love you. Thank you so much for coming. And if you are here in Albemarle Sunday and you do not have a church home, we want to invite you to come and be a part of what this Sunday is going to be. We're doing a baptism service. So if the Lord's moved in your life, if you've been changed and you want to dedicate what has happened here this week, then go sign up on the kiosk out front. We'd love to have you be a part. And we're just so excited for what God's doing in your life. Big, mighty things have taken place this week. And as the testimonies come in, we want to hear about them. Go to boomerangchurch.org. Send us your testimony so that we can rejoice over what God has done with you. It's been such an honor to have you. As we're leaving here tonight, if you could please do a couple things for us. Grab your trash. Put it in a trash can, like not the floor. That would be cool. But put it in a trash can. And then if you have any kiddos that are back in children's ministry, if you could please go grab them quickly so that way the hospitality crew can get stuff ready for dinner tonight. We love you. Be blessed. Have a fantastic weekend. And we'll see you Sunday. And if we don't see you Sunday, have a great, great trip home. Mm -hmm.